Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on chumbacasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at chumbacasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's chumbacasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. DTW, Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Wow. You know, I had to, I had to start it the <laughs> wow. right way. So welcome to episode 10. Um, today I have uh, Bemi with me. Uh, how would I describe Bemi? Well, I think flavor is definitely definitely a, a word that I would use um, when it comes to all the stuff that you do. Um, entrepreneur, business owner, um, free, free spirit. Uh, quite a lot of things, right? Yes. The thing is about you is what I... What I like is that you do do a lot of things, but you do them well. A lot of people, you know, the whole uh, jack of all trades, master of mm. none. They kind of do a little bit of mm. something, but it's not fully kind of on. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So, um, yeah, let's talk to some people and, and, and we'll go through everything that we need to go through. But let's start with the whole, you know, origins and everything. So originally, as, as <laughs> the anthem told you, you're mm-hmm. originally Nigerian, right? Born yes. in Nigeria or... Born and raised, like, I'm so Nigerian. It's yeah. problematic. Right. Um, yeah, I moved to Dubai when I was 16. I moved here to go to university. And then I've stayed back ever since. Well, what made you come to Dubai, like, at such a young age? Was, was your family already here, or did everyone come, or was it just you by yourself? No, it's a crazy story. So my family is Muslim, okay. right? And my dad wanted me to go to a Muslim country as opposed okay. to going to the UK or the yeah, US yeah. for uni. Um, because my older siblings did that and he wasn't so happy with the results. (laughs) So I ended up coming here. We actually, we used to come on like every summer we'd go on vacation and we came to Dubai a couple of times. And then one time we were here, my dad was like, there's schools here, right? You're (laughs) going to stay here. So I came, I did not want, like the last place I wanted to be was in Dubai. I was Mm. like, I wanted to go to the UK. It was my my dream. Mm. Um, But I ended up here in Sharjah. My university in was in Sharjah, okay. right? It's okay. a different... It's a whole different kind Ooh, of is. area, isn't it? It's yes. like when people hear about Dubai and then they say they go to Sharjah. It's like, like, oh, this oh, is... Because you can't oh. even wear a vest in Sharjah. Like, Honestly, like I was telling someone recently that in uni as well, we couldn't wear like skirts above our knees mm-hmm. and you couldn't wear like... I wouldn't wear, be able to wear this out of my campus mm-hmm. dorm as well. But it was very interesting. Uh, yeah, it was interesting. Was it ladies only or was it mixed? No, it was mixed. Okay. I went to an American university. It's called okay. American University of Sharjah. AUS, yeah. AUS, yeah. yeah. Um, and it, I didn't like it at first, but honestly, it was one of the best experiences that I could have had to mm-hmm. set the foundation of who I am today. Okay, and what was it? Uh, was it a real culture shock coming here, or was it not so much because you've already come on holiday here and yeah, no, just like living here compared to Nigeria? Um, phew, oh my god, when I moved here, I had a blast. My my family is my dad's yeah. Muslim, so we um, I guess quite conservative, mm. and I guess that was the whole point why they made me come mm. to Dubai, right? 
Oh, did they not no, know? No, no. It's, it's like European here. They, send you, to, they basically send you to Europe, right? Yeah. Um, no, obviously, I was in uni, but mm. then I could go out. Like, and I started mm. going out, and you know, the Dubai mm. lifestyle was like when I was sixteen, mm. as opposed to when I was back home. Mm. Um, like my my family and my upbringing was so kind of tight. Yeah, yeah. Like literally, to leave the house, you had to have a gate pass. Wow. Like that's the kind of home I grew up in, and my dad would have to but sign was that, the gate was that pass. Like, safety or that was your dad's own gate pass like um, he made that for you guys i think you know what honestly i don't it's safety as yeah. well because we did have security guard yeah. but also i think control yeah as so well. your dad actually made a homemade gate pass oh yeah so basically oh, my so dad, it wasn't like a community gate pass it was like no <laughs> it's for the house <laughs> <laughs> it's for real what's the house yes and then, i like your dad to I like confirm that. they would call the intercom Okay, Bemi's going out, and no, then they'll be like, "Yes." And then when everyone, like any car would go out, they would literally mark the plate number. It's crazy. So I imagine you growing up and you're in the kitchen, just opening yeah. the fridge, and you're like, "What are you doing? <laughs> I want some milk, Dad. Where's your pass? <laughs> Where's your milk pass? <laughs> what are you doing?" Oh, yeah, if I could find my dad in the kitchen, it was never in the yeah, kitchen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But oh, yeah, amazing. Yeah, that's, okay. that's my childhood. And then from there, have you been regularly going back to Nigeria, or is it? So when I was in uni, so that's 16, right? I would go twice a year at least. Okay. Every kind of holiday, I would go back home. And I haven't been back home since two years now. Okay. Um, I don't go back much often mm. now. We lost my dad about two years ago. Um, but I, I, it's not in there for me. Yeah. Yeah. And did you feel like, because I, I have a lot of friends like myself and mm. that who are from a country but mm-hmm. raised in another country, mm. That when they go back, are you kind of like slightly segregated? Do they look at you as a, oh, she's the one from Dubai, she's not really Nigerian kind of thing? Because oh. you went really young kind of thing. Well, I mean, I get that, but no, not really. Because really. I feel like I'm able to, I have friends from everywhere. I'm able mm. to disconnect and mm. like fit in with people across places. Yeah, yeah. But at the core, I am Nigerian mm. and I love that. And I know how to be with Nigerians. Mm. Yeah, I know yeah. how to not be the outside one. Yeah. I can be that as well. Yeah, yeah. But um, I feel connected when i go back when i go back i mostly hang out with my friends who also don't live in nigeria mm, mm. um so yeah like people will be like oh yeah she's from whatever but that's your problem yeah. right yeah because we i mean we get that um i don't know if it's kind of everywhere but as arabs if you're when you're in the uk mm-hmm. you're arab mm-hmm. and then when you're here you're, you're the english guy yeah. kind of, you're not the real because yeah, you've get, been raised out there yeah even though in the uk i've been there since i was tiny Much i'm younger. still uh, yeah. you know they still look at me as english but mm-hmm. it's not you don't quite know where you kind of fit in mm-hmm. and even here i mean i think i look arab but sometimes mm-hmm. when i speak arabic to mm-hmm. people they're like oh you speak arabic and I, i'm like i did not know you were right arab. <laughs> so, so a lot of people don't which i used to my advantage you know so many times where i'm buying something or i'm, yeah. I'm just like quiet oh, and listening. Like, i'm just like mm, okay that's what you really think huh all right cool we'll, we'll let that one slide whatever but it's pretty cool i love that yeah and you are also a foodie. Mm. I'm a big foodie. Yes. Um, how, when you originally, how many restaurants you had? Two, right? Or three? So I have one physical restaurant. One physical and restaurant. And I have three restaurant online concepts. Okay. So the restaurant, the physical one is? In JLT. It's called JLT. Bemi's Kitchen. Bemi's Kitchen. Yeah. <laughs> um, I'm going to be totally honest. And it's really bad of me, but I still haven't eaten in Bemi's Kitchen. Yet. Can you imagine? I know it's really bad. Judging you, it is really bad. You should be judging me. Um, but I, 
I will DFA. Yes. If the whole situation with Corona ever, yes. you know, it sorts itself out. And Listen. then you have online ones, which are just delivery. Yes, just delivery. So, so we have catfish, catfish, which is a healthy yeah, twist on food. African yeah. food. And then we have a salad brand called Salad Loco. Okay. And then we have a vegan concept called Vegan AF. Nice. It's a swak, but we say yeah. Africa. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> vegan Africa. Yeah, I like that. Yeah. Or veganly Africa. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. Uh, they're doing well? Yes. So our most successful brand is Catfish and that's done really quite well. It has a huge following. But recently, I think about a month ago, we decided to kind of close down operations because of coronavirus and the way our company has hit. So typically before the pandemic, Mm. we had a huge amount of lunch orders, right? Mm. Because of where we were located, we're servicing so many offices. And now we are basically working and running at 30% capacity, which is it's not feasible, mm. right? So we've decided to take basically a calculated decision to close down for the summer mm-hmm. and then revisit in October to see maybe what we can do or move mm-hmm. to kind of like a pop-up model because we love the concepts and they have a huge following. I mean, it's really yeah. cool as well because even though I haven't been in there, I've, I've you know, I follow yeah. on Instagram and I see yeah. the vibe that's created yeah. there and it's a real cool yeah. kind of African vibe that yeah. you've got there and it's like a, it's a very proud vibe yeah. and very kind of like, yeah. you know, yeah. you're missing out. Kind yeah, of that's, that's, that's yeah. the thing that we like to show. I feel like, for me, when it comes to my culture, and you'll find in, in a lot of the projects that I do take on, mm. it's very tied into who Sprinkles I am. flavor, yeah. And I feel a sense of pride in that. Like, I'm not ashamed for, about where I come mm. from. And I'm like, oh my God, like, what would I be if I wasn't this, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so that really speaks through the food. Mm. And it's been such an amazing time doing that project. And But I think as a business owner, you need mm. to be realistic with... Mm. You, you know, adapt to situations and understand, okay, how do we move this forward, right? Mm. It's never a, a buy or a goodbye. It's more about how can we transition this and how can mm. we make this better? And I think just making like calculated decisions as opposed to sinking and like maybe going into depth for no mm. reason um, in order to save something that, mm. you know, right now it's hit across industries, yeah, it's right? the whole world. It's crazy. So I think that's that. It's not a buy, but it's a... Mm you know, we're, we're in transition. Yeah. And in yeah. business also, you have to be able to, I mean, a good business person should be able to know when it's time to let mm. go as well, because mm. there's so many people, especially when it's your own business, mm. you kind of want to cling on till the last mm. minute and see whatever you can do to mm. save it. And, mm. and you, you have, you have that kind of bias passion mm. for it that yeah. you, you kind of don't see what's going on. Yeah. And you're just like, look, it's time to let go. Yeah. But it's like, no, it's my baby and yeah. I work so hard yeah. and blah, blah, blah. And I, I use wanna... those exact same words. <laughs> yeah, right? So it's just like, sometimes you just got to... Yeah. But what made... I mean, were you... Did you used to cook a lot? What What made you think, okay, I'm going to open a restaurant? Okay, so it's really interesting. Um, growing up, mm. my mom was like, I, I guess you would say typical African mom. Mm. And we were brought up to believe that as a woman, mm. unless you knew how to cook, you were were complete (laughs) you know and oh my god i hated this ideology so every day we would cook food and my dad the way he was served he was served like a king like legit like he would be served in like fresh bowls and he wouldn't eat food that was cooked the day before if my dad wanted to eat chicken you best believe we're going to (laughs) kill a chicken and bring it back home fresh like that was the level of care and love yeah, that was yeah. put into his food. And even though I was young at that time, I was kind of very resistant to it. But mm. even when you're resistant to something, if you're exposed to it, you yeah, kind yeah. of you're have it in you, yeah, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when I moved to Dubai, I was like, cook yeah, me yeah. never. Yeah. McDonald's, kit, yeah. all the things that we didn't have in Nigeria. I was eating all fast food throughout. But when I was in uni, I joined the track team. Okay. 
I started running and then my coach was telling me a lot about eating healthy yeah. and the importance of cooking. And I picked up an interest for it as yeah. well. I started my blog and I was like, oh God, okay, I want to try this food. And then when I was exploring healthy eating, it wasn't in the context of Nigerian food. It mm. wasn't in the context of like salads and mm. like chicken breast and mm. all these stuff. And I was like, oh, this is what I need to do, right? Mm. And I think moving here as well also exposed me to a level of, I would say, pop culture that mm. it was prevalent in Nigeria. But then the people that we would look at in terms of yeah. like beauty were in like, I thought my mom was beautiful. I, think, yeah. I still think she's beautiful, yeah. but she's not sticked in with apps. Yeah, yeah. Like what is an app, yeah, you know? Yeah, yeah. You're not supposed to be sleeping. Yeah, exactly. Like, it doesn't make sense. Exactly. But when I came here, I feel like that's when I started to really be... Because I was still quite... I was still in my teens, right? Mm. So I was still be like, okay, yeah, maybe this is what the standard of beauty is. And then maybe I need to eat this way to achieve that. And then over time, as I explored the healthy eating, I began to realize, okay, fine. It's not about eating to look a certain way. It's about eating to feel a certain way. Mm. And I started to understand the feeling of it. But after eating all the salads and mm. all the healthy foods, Starts I was like, reminisce. oh my God, yeah. fuck this. I need some spice. I need some <laughs> spice. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Essentially. So what then happened was I started to cook. Like I went out to the African market and I started to cook in my dorms. And I promise you, all the other Africans, they could just they, they were it, just right? coming. Yeah, They're yeah. like, oh yeah, let's go to Bimi's room now. Yeah, it's yeah. time for us to eat. And people were like, literally all the events, people would be coming to my room to eat. And then my friends started asking me, Oh, please, can you teach me how to make this? And in okay. my mind, I'm wondering, didn't your mom teach yeah, you, right? Yeah. Because, and then I realized that my household was very, very strict when it came to training. Yeah. And quite a few people, uh, quite a lot of people didn't actually have to go through all of that. Mm, mm. Mom, are you listening? We mm. didn't have to go through <laughs> all of that. But, but, but I mean, it works for you. You might not realize it, or you probably do, but yeah. it kind of put you in a position of, of adaptation and 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 kind of made it, made you want to always learn something yeah. and yeah. you know subconsciously mm, mm. put you in a place where you could be like a sponge and yeah. learn and all that time which yeah. you carried through all yeah. of your life yeah i'm so really I mean. really so grateful for that honestly but that would i think i've always been exposed to food but mm. in terms of falling in love with food mm. i thought that experience of me choosing by myself that mm. i wanted to eat a certain way mm. and starting to explore and experiment with the stuff that I was eating here in dubai and like finding the common grounds with mm. food because food is so common across yeah, yeah. cultures that that's where the love started for me mm. yeah that's that's amazing and you know that's why a lot of people i think miss out when it comes to training and they don't eat to feel good they eat to look good and eating to look good and eating to feel good is dramatically different so and you can still look very good mm. do you know what i mean yeah by eating stuff that you enjoy yeah. if you yeah. if you do the right things mm. with it then mm -hmm. you can you can still look good but people just go on these fad diets and, i'm on maple syrup <laughs> like, okay, yeah but what well. are you putting it on a spoon no no no, no. then what you're putting it on that's it you're just eating maple syrup like what kind of diet is this i can never i've tried so many diets yeah. i have like I, if i'm being honest i did try so many diets but like literally for two three days maximum mm. did you do that beyonce maple syrup and and whatever it was no recently i'll tell yeah. you what i did try though was the water fast okay yeah, I which did it for what? like, which is just, just water. Just, can you imagine? For That's how the long? thing. For, okay, so I have a friend who did it for 21 days. Why? She wanted to lose weight. Okay. But also, fasting yeah. is supposed to cleanse your body, yeah, yeah, detox. Um, the cells regrow as well. The exactly. Dead cells grow and it pushes you to. But that's fasting without water, yeah. not with water. Really? Yeah, when you fast without water, mm -hmm. that's when your cells start to regenerate and all the benefits come in. 
Really? Yes, not with with the water. I did not know this. Anyway, my level of knowledge on this topic is very surface level. But she did it and I was like, okay. So she's a business coach as well. And and she did it in the aspect of, you know, it kind of improves your discipline as Mm. well, right? So I just thought, okay, fine. I could afford to be a bit more disciplined. Why Mm. not? No. Didn't work. No. How long did you last? 36 hours. And then I ordered a huge shawarma. <laughs> just that's completely done. Did you do it at the same time as your friend? No, so she did it before me okay, and so she, she was telling me about right, the okay. benefits. And okay. then she was about to go on like a, another seven another days. One, yeah. And I was like, yeah, no. Yeah, yeah, that's not no. Good. Yeah, some people can do it, some people can't. Mm. Some people just like the challenge of doing something. Yeah, I even agree. if it's not. You know, yeah. I mean, did she lose a lot of weight from it? Or? Yes, she did. I, I believe like over 15 kg. Wow. And she's kept it off. Like she's, after really? that, she'd gone on keto. Okay. Um, and she's been quite good, actually. It's so confusing, right, that human beings have got to this point where we're so self-aware of how we look. Mm. That there's a million different kind mm. of diets. And, mm. and it's just turned into a s- mm. strange, huge industry, right? It, is, it really is. And I feel like, I mean, in terms of diet, I've always been a bit more interested in the benefits so for example about two three years ago i did mm. go vegan uh, yeah I it was it was a lot because i was the guy i was seeing at the time was vegan and he um he told me so much about the lifestyle and i was like this sounds really interesting mm. i want to do this and i felt really great on the mm. vegan diets like i felt really strong i felt good mm. but it just became like really hard to maintain and I think for someone like me who is in, I hate extremes, right? Mm. I want, like, like you said, I want to, Balance. I'm a very free spirit. Yeah. So if everything starts to become like it's being forced. Yeah, yeah. I'm out. Whenever somebody, you know, because of the way you grew up again, <laughs> yeah. you're like, never again like, is someone going to tell me what to do. Like, you know, that's it. Yeah. so I'm like, oh, this is too much. Ooh. But that being said, I do love eating vegan food and I will incorporate like plant-based dishes in a lot of my food, mm. but I'm not going to force myself or restrict myself mm. in any way. Mm. Um, I don't like why. You know? Yeah, I mean, I, I did vegan for a couple of years and the reason I did it for so long is because mm-hmm. I didn't I didn't be like, that's it, I'm not eating meat because these poor cows and the yeah. way I, I was just like, you know what, I want to do this for a while. Mm. And in the beginning it was, I'd only eat meat on the weekends. Mm-hmm. And then it started slowly just disappearing from yeah. the food and it was, it was a lot easier and quicker to eat yeah. than... than yeah, and you, you, and you feel you can yeah, smell meat on people. Yeah, it's exactly. weird. It's, it's, it's a strange. It's thing. in the sweat. Yeah, right. Yeah. So I mean, I will do it again. I think mm. every now and then people should kind of like change up yeah. their diet and, mm. and do that. Um, I want to talk about your whole because a lot of a lot of women, yeah, wear t-shirts that say "boss chick" <laughs> and wear and 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 push this whole "I'm a boss" and mm. blah 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 mm. blah. Now, you're one of the only people that I know out of all my mm-hmm. friends that I actually look at and admire and go, shit, she never stops. Like, she actually is a boss. <laughs> like, do you know what I mean? Like, the way you do things and the way you commit to things and the way you project what you're doing, like, I really enjoy watching it. It's, like, it's nice to see someone doing that and actually committing to it and doing it. It doesn't feel like it's effort, which I know <laughs> no one sees behind the scenes. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? But what, what made you, what turned you into a robot? what gave you that kind of thing that like no i'm I'm gonna be a business (laughs) well okay so i think there are very lots of layers to it um and obviously the good and the bad Mm. side right i genuinely love working Mm. (laughs) i know that sounds if anyone follows you on instagram (laughs) they'll know that too i genuinely love my work and honestly if i'm doing something and i don't like it anymore yeah i'm not gonna do it yeah but if you see me doing something 
I'm genuinely happy doing it, right? That's yeah. the first thing. I think choosing, and this is the, one of the reasons why I left uh, the agency to yeah. set up my own business is because every single day I get to choose how I spend mm. my time. Mm. And I think just owning that responsibility is a huge motivation. Mm. My, my dad, um, he was an entrepreneur. He built mm. his business, you know, and I grew up kind of watching him have this, you know, mm. his empire and have his own thing. But that being said, I also felt as someone from a big family, I always felt like, I wouldn't say an outsider, but I felt like my dad's company and everything that he was building was his mm. own thing. And yeah. my mom put it in us young as well is, mm. oh, you're not going to wait for your dad for anything. Mm. You go and build you your own it, thing. Yeah. You go and do your own thing. And also a little bit of that was escapism. Mm. I wanted to escape. Mm. from that identity i yeah. felt like because I felt, if i'm not taking money from you yeah. then you can't really tell me what, exactly you know yeah. What I mean? yeah. yeah and i felt very trapped and like i mean like even coming to school here i didn't want to come to school here but i knew that my dad was obviously paying for my uni mm. um in one of the best schools in the region as well so i was like oh god i cannot wait to leave uni and start making my money I, mm. like this was always my thing so you were always driven by business always driven by business and i think it was always i saw business as an escape i saw making my own money as a way for me not to answer to anybody, mm. you know? Because at some point in my childhood, it felt like for me to get anything that I wanted, I needed to be yeah. a certain way, behave yeah. a certain way, and then I could get the things that I want. But I knew that I wanted to be my own person. I yeah. knew that I wanted to get my own things. So after I left uni, like, I had the option to go back home mm. and like my dad offered me a job, his company, mm. whatever. I was like, but you're no. like, hell no, that defeats the whole purpose. I just <laughs> I got like, happy being by myself. Yeah. Is it not going to happen? So I took a job that my parents did not approve of, mm. right? So I was working as an engagement ex- executive at a restaurant, just kind okay. of like a nightlife venue yeah. as well. Um, and my dad was like, you're working in a restaurant? Yeah. Like, you have to understand that this was just not done, yeah, yeah. you know? But I was like, eh, I'm getting paid, yeah. you know? It's so like there was no a while we were... Yeah, no daughter of mine is going to work yeah, yeah. Yeah. It's like coming to America, <laughs> Hakeem, what are you doing? He <laughs> <laughs> sent someone to think you are with that and all that stuff. <laughs> As if you were yeah, there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you had like another person like Semi, right? He was just there yeah, with you the whole time. Yeah, and I, I mean, I did so many crazy things. So for yeah. the, the first crazy thing I did was I I, moved, I came to Dubai to yeah. study civil engineering. Mm. That was the approved occupation yeah. for me. And then... I love that, approved occupation. Yes. You had and a pass. My dad wanted an engineer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. He, had, he has a lawyer. He has, he has so many. He has a yeah. doctor. He wanted an engineer. So I was like, after two years, mm. I became undeclared. And I didn't tell my parents that I switched to design management. And they were like, what, what the hell is yeah, design? Yeah. Ma- what did you, yeah. I didn't even know what it was. All I knew was that I wanted to explore a more artistic yeah, yeah. side of myself. Best decision ever. I mm. regret nothing. Yeah. Um, so anyway, left uni and started making my own money. And I think making my own money felt really good. Mm. But also realizing that I was making money in a space where other people had created created for me to, mm. to monetize essentially that's what i thought i was doing working in nine to five but i knew that it was essential for me to get the experience mm. um and then i did and after doing that for a, a while i remember there was one day I, again when i work i really enjoy and love my work mm. so i was working so hard and then I, I, me and my dad were not that close but for some reason that night he called me it was mm. very late and he's like oh what are you doing i'm like i'm just leaving the office he's like at this time and i'm like yeah you know i was doing this blah blah he's like you know, if you can work this hard for someone else, you can work this hard for yourself. So I was like, I don't know. And then three months later, I quit. So I was like... So what was the first business you started for yourself? So what I did was I had a social media agency. Okay. 
And what we were doing was creating social media content for restaurant brands. So I've always been obsessed with food. Okay. And I've been blogging and writing about food for a really long time. Mm. And I've been very, very familiar with a lot of food entrepreneurs in the region. Mm. And I, I feel like that's, that's the whole journey that's made me even comfortable to join the space. Because mm. I'm very familiar with that. Um, so I was working with very boutique brands, helping them launch their concept. For okay. two or three months, we had like three, four-month contracts. And we would move from client to client. So mm-hmm. essentially, while I was doing that, I met my current business partner now. Okay. Um, and he had a project that he was launching a food delivery concept in mm-hmm. Africa. So think Deliveroo, but for Africa, yeah. right? Because right now we have like maybe two in Nigeria and they're not that big. But this project was going to be potentially huge. So much so that he, at the time anyway, convinced me that of the possibility of moving back for the job. Mm-hmm. Um, and... While we were talking about that whole project, it was just like, oh, I've been into blah, 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 and I really love food, mm. and these are the recipes that I create. It's like, why don't you launch a restaurant? I'm like, I wouldn't even know where to start. Yeah, I'm yeah. familiar creating content and building yeah. brands. This is what I do. Yeah. But actually owning or creating one is a whole different game, right? Mm. And luckily for me, his background was in that. So he had worked with KCAL. He had huge experience in the mm. region when it comes to operations. So we were like, you know what? Let's do why this not? together, yeah. right? So we did. And that was two years ago. And it's been crazy, crazy, crazy journey. Up and down. Yeah, up and down, up and down. But like, honestly, amazing. I would not do anything differently. Mm. Yeah. And you, I mean, are you still kind of wanting to continue the whole restaurant kind of industry thing? Or are you like, okay, this is, I did that. Yeah. It's good. I want to take the experience and put it to something else. I feel like in the past couple of months like three months a lot of things have shifted mm. if you had asked me this question at the start of the year I'd be like yes i want to take the concept everywhere mm. but right now i really do feel like the work that's bringing me more joy is helping other people build their brands build their mm. concept as opposed to me running mine because what's the day-to-day of a running a restaurant right on my day-to-days i'll usually wake up go to the gym you see me at mm. seven right mm. work there then i go to the restaurant and then I'm manning my guys, manning my team. I have a team of about 12 mm. people. And honestly, when it comes to manning the team, it's the same thing every single yeah, day. I'm tasting the sauces yeah. to see if they taste good. I'm, you know, checking the rice. I'm reading through comments. It's the same thing every single day. And I feel like as someone who is so yeah, full so of out life, there, yes, it's, it's stagnant. It, yeah, it was so stagnant. Like the beginning was very fun yeah. of like creating the concept. Yeah. But once the concept was out there and created, yeah. it's management. And this is yeah. the thing that people, you don't realize is that mm. for every good restaurant that you see, it, it's the Behind consistency the scenes, yeah. and that just making sure that things are working. So I've been feeling like I needed a new creative outlet. Mm. But at the same time, I didn't necessarily want to close down the concept because mm. You know, it's been my MO uh, to do many things. Mm. Um, and this is something my mom always says, you're so restless. Can you just do yeah, one yeah. thing? Can you just do one thing? I'm the same, yeah. And I'm like, oh my God, I am. And, but like, I need to do yeah. try different things to see what's really going to stick. Um, I feel like now I'm very comfortable with the art of like moving through things. Yeah. I don't feel like just because I'm trying to be consistent means I need to get stuck with one thing yeah, for yeah. the rest of my life. I don't think that's the kind of life that I yeah. want to live. I want to get joy from my work. I want to keep working. Yeah. So us obviously um, temporarily closing down the Dubai is kind of like a break that I needed. We're currently working mm. on moving the business to the UK. Okay. Um, nice. My business partners moved back to the UK as well. So if that does come up, I will take a step back in the sense that I will not be running operationally, yeah. but I will be managing the brand okay. from kind of like a top yeah, level. Yeah, yeah. But the day-to-day operations, I don't see myself doing that yeah. anymore. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, I feel like 
the whole world has kind of now realized that, you know, with this whole situation and the pandemic that having a, what do you call it? A hard, mm. not a soft copy, a hard copy of, uh, of a company, yeah. you know, having the actual premises mm. and everything, you can never really prepare for something mm. like this, where if you're doing stuff online mm. and, and you're kind of managing stuff, you can mm. kind of do it from, because the internet didn't stop. Yeah. If anything, the internet thrived during this because everyone was yeah. home and everyone had nothing to do. Yeah. So I think a lot of people are wanting to move kind of into that to online space. Yeah. digital space. Mm. Um, and what you were saying with the whole different things, I mean, I'm, I'm the same as well. Yeah. Like I, I just, I get restless doing mm -hmm. one thing all the time. And I think you find that a lot of people kind of like artistic flavor mm -hmm. and that stuff, even artists when they, you know, creating a song on a mm -hmm. piano or something, not playing one, but trying to think of one and make yeah. up a new one or writing a song, they kind of put it aside for a mm -hmm. while and go do something else mm -hmm. and then come back to it. And then it's really fresh. And then they, yes. the ideas start mm -hmm. to come back. So you've got to kind of, if you keep focused on something, mm -hmm. sometimes you can kind of get a bit bored and, yeah. and your ideas won't be flowing as yeah. much. So it's nice to kind of disappear the and take switch, off. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Tell me about um, Digiboss. Yeah. So, Taking off, huh? Yes. Mm -hmm. So Digiboss is a program I've been working on since last year. It was kind of always in my mind. Mm. So to start with, I was working on a program for food entrepreneurs, right? And that was called Food Bus Academy. Essentially, I always knew that I wanted to help other people set up. Yeah. And because I've been working in food for so long, I was thinking I'm going to help people set up their own restaurant. Mm. But as soon as we locked down and everything mm. went crazy, I'm thinking, hmm, yeah. how can I help people set up, but yeah. not necessarily with something that could be so risky, yeah. right? Because having been in the business, I know where my strengths lie. I know mm. what my weaknesses are. And to exist and run, you can but you need a certain amount of capital, mm. right, to, to keep you yeah. running regardless of. But I, the program that I created, I wanted it to be accessible. I didn't want it mm. to be for people who only had two million dollars to invest in their restaurant, yeah. right? I wanted it to be something that, you know, people could do, yeah. especially because of my journey. Although I've come from, you know, a good family, when I did go out on my own, I did it by mm. myself and mm. I like I know that a lot of people want to do things by themselves mm. and I want to show them that it's actually possible mm. so Digiboss is a program that helps content creators monetize their influence from okay. a place of value authenticity and commitment to service and what that looks like is that it's a 90-day program that basically takes you through five different phases the first phase is really defining and understanding your brand okay. what do you stand for what is your why how do you exist like why are you creating why yeah. are you why do you have a brand the next phase is really understanding and building a product mm. that can that you can monetize, mm. right? So right now, a lot of brands and influencers, the way they monetize is that they monetize through other brands. Through other so brands, they leverage yeah. their influence other yeah. brands. But it's so like, it's like having, I don't know, it's having like a castle built for you yeah. and then you're using as an Airbnb yeah. more or less, right? Yeah. Because it's not yours. It's and not, at the same time, you need to, this is something... I realized mm. as well because like yourself I was mm -hmm. doing the influencing on Instagram mm -hmm. and I was getting loads of free mm -hmm. stuff and all that but there was times where I was just like I can't be asked for Instagram I want mm. to take two months off or I can't be asked to, to still do this mm -hmm. like I don't want to do it anymore mm -hmm. and stuff and, and you have to kind of rely on like oh no but if I don't do that I'm not going to get paid from them and, I'm not exactly. gonna pay. and you become so reliable on other brands and it's exactly. kind of you kind of feel like you're begging sometimes yes and it's yes. just not an ideal way to yes. be yes yes and this was the I mean, this was the, the, the thing that this is what I'm trying to switch the narrative of mm. because as influencers, as content creators, your audience is your asset, mm. right? It's money sitting down there. Mm. And 
for example, for me, over the years, I've launched quite a few projects. And every single time I've launched, my first one, two, three, four, five clients have been in my audience. Mm. Right? I haven't had to go out. Like, so someone who doesn't have a brand or an audience, like when they start a new business, mm. they have to go out and look for yeah, clients. I'm just sitting down. Yeah. My clients are right there, you yeah, know? Yeah. And this is the thing that people don't realize, right? So the whole Digibus takes you from thinking like an influencer into thinking mm. like an entrepreneur, understanding how to use your audience as an asset mm. in a way that's ethical, in a way that feels comfortable, that's true to who you are, mm. which is why I only recommend you building out a product that is representative of what your audience comes to you for. So mm. for example, you're a fitness coach, right? Mm. It could be building out a fitness program. It could be like a fitness membership or mm. it could be your own clothing line, but it has to be something that's authentic to, that to who you, you are. Yeah. Yes, exactly. So it's not necessarily about selling and making money, but it's about building a product that adds to the yeah. lives of people. Because yeah, at people the end of the day, well. exactly. If yeah. your product that you build yeah. actually solves problems for people and yeah. actually makes people's lives better, then you're going to be doing them a disservice not to have it. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So this is the mindset shift. I really want people to understand is that, to make people's lives better, you don't necessarily need to leverage other brands. You need to build up your brand even more. And that way, when you do work with brands, they don't see you just like as another influencer, but yeah. they see you as a business because yeah. you understand what it's like to have a real yeah. functional business. Yeah. And of, obviously as well, as you know, brand deals are not consistent. Mm, yeah. And you, the whole thing about not paying. And they will use you yeah. as well. Like this, you're nothing but, uh, you know. You're, something, you're a number. And yeah. this is, this is at the end of the day, it's business, mm. right? So, unfortunately, influencers just put all their eggs in the brands, but mm. brands see influencers as them building their own business, mm. right? And this is the way we need to see as well. We need to pick, we need to choose, we need to understand that as we are, we are assets, right? Mm. And really speaking from a place of authority is so important, mm. regardless of if you have 20,000 mm. followers, 10,000, yeah. 500, you have an audience. If I say buy A and they buy A, yeah. dude, I'm making you money, okay? Yeah. So treat me like that. And it's yeah. better to have you know, a hundred real mm. followers who like what you do mm. than a hundred thousand who just like seeing a picture of your ass or, yeah. or you know, just yeah. wasting time. Yeah. And it came to that point as well when, because I, when I first started it mm -hmm. and especially coming to Dubai, mm -hmm. because it's so young, the market, mm. there are so many opportunities to yeah. be sponsored by this, by mm. this, by this, by this. And even with, uh, so I was sponsored by, you know, PhD nutrition, which was, you know, really good, mm -hmm. but I never used any of their stuff. Yeah. So they got to a point where I was like, I'm doing all this effort to something I don't really use. Mm, mm. I'm telling people, buy this protein and mm, do this and do mm. that, but I'm not even taking it taking myself. That, yeah. Do you know what I mean? I used yeah. the pre-workout and that yeah. was it. Yeah. So I got to the point where I had to kind of be like, you, you kind of mature mm. during the influencer process where you're like, okay, I'm not going to take every single, because that's, that's yeah. how I was in the beginning. Yeah, and that's how every, a lot of people is. Anyone yeah. that asks yeah. you for anything yeah. that will give you something free, yeah. You, you, you take it, you take yeah. it, you take it, you take it. And what also ended up happening is what a lot of people don't understand with this whole, especially when you're new to it, is that unless you're really smart mm -hmm. with your influencing and you've been doing it a while and you know who to mm -hmm. do it, you're just going to get things for free. A lot mm -hmm. of people aren't going to pay you for mm -hmm. anything. So what you're going to end up doing is having all this free stuff that you don't really need or yeah. don't really want or can't really do anything mm -hmm. with. Mm -hmm. It's not like you can really sell it or, mm -hmm. or do anything mm -hmm. that you, you're really not getting anything out yeah. of. Yeah. And then you're working for yeah, them because you're, you're for selling them. their yeah. products for, 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 for free products that you're not even going to yeah. use. So it, it's, I think people have to be very, like for now when, I mean, I changed my page completely mm -hmm. from, hey, look at my abs from the left, look at my abs from the right. <laughs> did you see my shoulder today too? To just me and the kids. So mm -hmm. I did the whole fit that thing. Mm -hmm. And so now I would only really take on people who are, ch you know, child related mm -hmm. or who, you know, 
clothing mm. for kids or something yeah. that the kids could benefit from. Yeah. Um, and even then, I'm I'm not really in, interested in Instagram yeah. anymore and social media. Mm. I mean, I like this kind of thing, what mm -hmm. I'm doing now, because I feel like, you know, like I said, I enjoy listening to podcasts. Yeah. I enjoy driving and having a laugh and listen to interesting mm -hmm. different people and, and learning about different people. And, and a lot of people might know you from Instagram. Mm -hmm. But the conversations we have today, yeah. they would never have known that about you. Right. They didn't know about how it was when you were growing up at home and, and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And, and it kind of gives them an, an, yeah. a new insight to the person. Yeah. So I enjoy that. And um, so, yeah, I think that, that's why I'm doing it. Because if, if I can get 100 people that mm -hmm. enjoy listening to mm -hmm. me, I mean, that's, that's good enough yeah. for me. Yeah. And I do want to get out of the whole training lifestyle and stuff because I, that's also a uh, PTing is fun when you're 18, 19, 20. And you're running around the place yeah. and stuff. But when you have a family mm. and you have kids and school costs 40,000 dirhams, per, and, and it's like you can't have the unreliability yeah. of four clients oh, this, might decide I'm, yeah. not, I'm not continuing training next yeah. month or I'm going on holiday for three months. Yeah. Or it's so kind of like, you know, Corona yeah. happens, that's four months with no income yeah. at all. Yeah. So that's why I kind of want to move to the kind of digital side mm -hmm. of the podcasting mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. all that stuff as mm -hmm. well. So it's, it's a strange, yeah. strange thing. I mean, it's a really interesting time to be alive. I mm. think a lot of people are really understanding what's important to them and how to build a business that's sustainable mm. and works with your lifestyle. Mm. Um, but yeah, everything you said, everything you said. Because it's yeah. difficult because the one thing that I do really enjoy about the training side is that I choose my own hours. Mm. So I get, because I, I mean, you know, I'm very mm. hands-on with my yeah. children. I love my boy and I'd love to spend as much time as possible yeah. with them as I can. So with that, I don't have a nine to five yeah. where mommy's at work all day, mm -hmm. daddy's at work all day, mm -hmm. they're there with the nanny and then mm -hmm. you'll see them for two hours before yeah. they sleep. So that's what I really appreciate, which mm -hmm. is ideally in an ideal world, mm -hmm. no one who has kids should work a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Because they do need your time. Yeah. They do need to see you. They do mm -hmm. need to, you need to help them grow and all that stuff. Um, but yeah, you just got to keep, yeah, keep doing it. You just got to keep working. And with this Digiboss, it's three months. Yes. So it's a 90-day program. Mm. And essentially, by the end of the 90 days, you will have a full you system. You will be a millionaire. <laughs> well. <laughs> Guaranteed. No. Money back from them. <laughs> no, the essential point is that you will understand mm. how to use your um, influence as a business asset mm. you will have all the systems in place right mm. a lot of the times people are influencing with the place without any strategy mm. or, or structure kind of, or, or anything, structure yeah. end going mind. Yeah. so the whole point is to put you and have these systems in place so that you can essentially make money on autopilot mm. right so i'll give you an example of how mm. this might work so um i am i'm going to use one of my students to keep her anonymous mm. so i am a yoga teacher right and I want to essentially go full-time as a yogi. And on Instagram, I have 40,000 followers, mm. right? 40,000 followers. If 40,000 people bought a $1 product from me, that's $40,000, yeah. right? But we know that it doesn't work that way. Mm. So based on the conversion rates, and it's all, it boils down to science. So maybe every, maybe 5% of people mm. will buy from you. Let's say 10%. So, I'm, so that's 22,000, mm. right? No, 4,000, 2,000 mm. is 5%. So that's 2,000 people that would be a buying mm. audience, right? And before we even get to 2,000 people, I'll tell you the facts. 
there's a difference between an audience that's watching you and a mm. community that's built to buy, mm. right? There's a difference between people who want to just like your post and the customer that would buy. Mm. And in order to cultivate your customer into buying customers, they're setting words and triggers to you. So it's mm -hmm. all down to the science, right? I teach a formula called direct response copywriting, and this gets people to buy. It's a formula that people have been using in, ma in magazines and ads mm. for centuries. And a lot of people do it, but mm. there's actually a way to do it, mm. right? So you get this buying customer. So for example, as more people follow you, mm. right? Maybe in your bio, you have a free PDF. That's a free, mm. yo a free yoga class, right? Mm. When people follow you, they see in your bio, right? I'm using Instagram as a, an example. Mm. So they see in your bio that you have this free class. And the more you create content around yoga, the more they want to work and learn mm. from you, the more likely they are to click on this. On and this, then you will right? get their email address to send the PDF. Exactly. And this is what we call a lead magnet, right? Mm. So then you get them into your email funnel, right? And then we start to look at funnels. And basically, in digital marketing, a funnel is, I don't know, it's like the equivalent of you walking into a store and talking to a salesperson, mm. right? So you're nurturing the sale. So the first time they get the PDF, they get a certain email and then you put them into a sequence for over 30 days, 21 mm. days. The first week they get an email saying, oh, did you enjoy that PDF? Mm. Here are more free workouts for you. Mm. The next day you're like sharing a story from one of the, your clients who you did yoga with mm. and you're sharing their results, right? You're giving them social proof. And the next time you're adding another tip and the next time you're adding another tip, somewhere down the line, you introduce yourself because mm. at this point, there are three things that need to happen. They need to know you. Mm. right they need to like you and before they can buy they need to trust you mm. so you're doing the knowing you're getting really familiar with them you're communicating yeah. with them all the time they're seeing you on instagram getting your emails and they begin to like you and how mm. do you get people to like you you're creating relatability right you're sharing stories mm. giving social proof you know sharing more of who you are the more vulnerable you are the mm. more people are likely to buy yeah, into yeah. what you have and then you're like them but you know exactly like them, yeah. right and then they trust you enough to make a sale so you can be like for a limited time only, I'm going to give you this ebook for a hundred dollars, yeah. and it was one thousand dollars before, for example, yeah. right? And this is how you essentially begin to nurture the sale. Yeah. You're putting a system in place, so as people follow you, they're automatically yeah. clicking on your lead magnet. As your audience grows, you're also growing your online business, yeah, yeah. right? And it all boils down to math. So, yeah. out of every ten people that follow you, maybe one will buy, yeah. maybe. Mm. right but you you have the systems in place and people yeah. are just following and looking at instagram and nothing is happening yeah exactly right? yeah so this is the whole kind of process we take you through so it's a bit more in depth but yeah essentially i will let you know when i go on her lead magnet and Aww. click on and buy digibus <laughs> and does it work for for this kind of stuff as well for podcasting for youtubing for for social media in that sense for people okay. who are entertainers yes so what i would like recommend is you're a content creator, mm. right? essentially, where right? you mm. have an audience, have a platform. The first thing I'm going to ask you is, why do people watch your content? Because I'm hilarious. Okay. So the first answer I'm going to tell you, the switch I'm going to make is, people don't watch anything because of you. They watch yeah. it because of them. So okay. there's something about your content that's doing something for them, and yeah. that's why they're watching. So once you really understand the reason or the problem that you are solving for people mm. through your content, that's money, mm. Right. So the problem you might be solving is that people need to be entertained mm. or people are bored. They need a break. They, they need, need a break, to, yeah. right? And then you need to look even more in depth. So we go so in depth into your audience. Like I know my ideal client avatar down mm. to what she's going to have for breakfast. Mm. Like I literally did an, a call with one girl and she's like, oh my God, I am your ideal client avatar because it's so specific. I know their age. Mm. I know what kind of animals they like. This is how in depth you need to go. Mm. And this is what marketers have been doing for years 
And this is why sometimes you see a product and you're just like, oh my God, this product is for me. Hmm. It's, it didn't just happen, right? It's all kind so of you literally like, know so much about You need them. to know so much about and them. And just to prove that I do, you, yeah, you watching, <laughs> you're a Leo and you like lions. Yes. <laughs> could be wrong, could be a cancer. It could be the other person sitting next to you. I don't know. Yes, but it's so yeah. true because when you like are able to, so for example, yeah. maybe the people who love your content are people who just need a bit more joy in their life. Mm. Or maybe, for example, it's a stay-at-home mom who just mm. needs um, to love conversation, mm. right? And then you start to wonder, okay, what problem does she have, mm. right? And how can I create a product that is paid but mm. still solves more of this problem? Yeah. And it could be maybe you are launching a subscription service or mm. a subscription-based show that's all more Which comedy. I am. You can get us on Patreon for yeah. all of the best bits that are missed <laughs> out from the edited for the podcast. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So plug yeah exactly but um you know and that could happen through a digital product but it could also mm. happen through a tangible product so maybe you're mm. doing a subscription box with i don't know like comedy mm. shows from all the other people right mm. the whole point is for you not to necessarily just go with the most obvious right mm. a lot of people are launching ebooks because look i'm going in digital now i'm going to launch an mm. ebook no you mm. need to make sure that the product that you launch is something that's rooted in the problem that you're solving mm. and that's something that people actually want. Mm. So take the time, do the research and honestly, it will pay off. I've seen people make millions mm. and without even 10,000 followers off that's of Instagram. Insane. Yeah. Yeah. Venga. Venga. You want to make millions? You want to make millions? I can tell you how to do it, but you have to... <laughs> Sign up for Digiboss. Uh, you you'll find out later. You, you, have to, you have to apply. <laughs> yeah. Because this is my signature program, I'm being okay. so strict in terms of... So you of, choose who you're going to take on. I'm choosing who I'm going to take on. Pick and me. Pick me. <laughs> you want to join the ladies? And, and so, is it, is it ideal, just for women? It's not just for women, but my ideal client is a woman, mm -hmm. essentially. I've had like three men apply, okay. which I thought was very interesting. Because um, that's what I was going to ask you earlier. Yeah. Because I remember somewhere along the line, I felt like it was only for women. Yeah, and I don't know whether that was a uh, because the way you are with a lot mm -hmm. of things, you you like to empower women. Mm -hmm. You know, with the dancing, mm -hmm. which we'll get to later, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. Um, so I thought, yeah, it might be a woman only thing. But yeah. do you have any male clients so far? Um, nope. I have them apply. Okay, yes, except AJ, my first and only. <laughs> yeah, do it, man. Yeah, no, but honestly, like I, I don't see how or mm. why a, a man would not be a digi boss. But I feel like the way I communicate, mm. I tend to attract more women. Mm. Um, but it's not something I'm opposed to. Not just to. that. It's because they relate to you too. Yeah. They have, there's a, they're a lot more you know, relatable yeah. to, to another woman who did yeah. it. And, and seeing another woman mm. do what you want to do mm -hmm, mm -hmm. is obviously going to be a lot better for them than yeah. you know, looking at Tony Robbins and trying yeah, to get them to do it. Exactly. It's, it's the same thing when, exactly. you know, when people, you know, they see let's just say people from Hawaii see mm -hmm. The Rock in a movie, mm -hmm. they're going to relate to him so much more mm -hmm. than I am because mm -hmm. he's from where they yeah, are. He's, exactly. he's their kind yeah. of role model mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. So it has that relatability yeah, with it exactly. as well. I completely yeah. agree. And that, that's something else that's come up because also as influencers in the Arab region, right, me being like African yeah. and not from here as well, is a lot of the times in terms of how much influence I can actually have here mm. is so dependent on how relatable I can mm. be to people here. And this is important in every business. So it's not about like that, that fact of building a relatability and really exploring how you can then take people to, through the, to the next level through that relationship mm. is so key in, mm. in, I think in doing anything. And the good thing about you as well is you're very good at communicating ideas and, and stuff, which, mm. which is really cool that I noticed as well. So it's uh you get a lot of people like that too who 
who have the knowledge, mm -hmm. but they're not very approachable. Mm -hmm. They're not very good at communicating mm -hmm. well. Mm -hmm. they're, they're, I mean, you get that a lot of intellectuals. Yeah. Who, they can be really high yeah. intellectuals, but put them in yeah. a social construct and they don't they even don't know, know how to socialize. Really, they don't yeah. even know how to speak to someone yeah. else. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? So it's yeah. also, I, I guess, really good to be able to kind yes. of put your ideas across in a way where other people can yeah. feel comfortable and, and want to take that chance. Mm -hmm. Because also a lot of people are scared. Mm. A lot of people are scared to take mm. a step in any other direction out of their comfort zone. Mm. And I know that's thrown around a lot, uh, mm. thrown around a lot, kind of step out of your comfort mm. zone and stuff mm. like that. But it is because people mm. literally don't want to get out of their comfort zone. Yeah, I think change is so hard. And with the clients I've worked with already, a mm. lot of what I see, it's not like they don't have the knowledge or they're not capable. I'm pretty sure everything I'm going to teach you in mm. Google Boss, if you spent some time on Google, mm. you would find all the information. Mm. But the importance the of having a coach work. is that yeah. they don't want to work. Yeah. And the system, right, the yeah. structure of, okay, this is yeah. what you do first and this is what you do next. And also that, belief that i can can i do this mm. you know and that's confidence a lot of the time people are so scared and they choose to give into that fear mm. it's not like we're not scared like mm. we i feel fear and mm. you know um i get really really scared but it's what am i more scared of mm. you know the thought of not having been able yeah. to do this or just like i think my biggest fear is to live a life and not realize my potential right mm. like to to be wondering what if mm. did i give it all did yeah. i try which is why i feel like i try so hard and mm. everything because i want to know that i don't want to look back and be like oh i didn't try hard enough and if i ever do look back and mm. see anything i know that i gave it my best and i know that there was nothing more that i could have given it and if it didn't work out then okay you because know it, it is your own journey i was having this conversation with my friend the other night um and i was trying to explain to him that a lot of the fears that you have mm about how other people perceive you or see you or this or that. And it really boils down to it. People don't really care. And I was explaining him to the situation, for example, if a waitress is walking in, in, in the restaurant mm -hmm. and she, she drops all the cups and plates, mm -hmm. it lands on someone's leg mm -hmm. and all the things start smashing, mm -hmm. that will probably be in her mind for about a week, yeah. two weeks. Oh, did I do that? Mm -hmm. The people that were there will forget about it by the time they leave the restaurant. Yeah. Nobody really cares long yeah. enough yeah. to really care what you're mm -hmm. doing as another mm -hmm. individual. Mm -hmm. So just focus on yourself yeah. and don't worry about the rest yeah. of the world because everyone's so caught up with their own life mm. that they don't, they, don't, they don't watch what you're mm. doing. Mm. But you, we, we think that everyone is just watching everything that we're doing and mm -hmm. every mistake we make mm -hmm. is going to be in other people's minds for mm -hmm. the rest of their lives. And mm -hmm. nobody cares about mm -hmm. what's going on mm -hmm. in your life. Yeah. Unless it's your family or significant yeah. other, nobody's going to yeah. think about you yeah. unless it's a passing yeah. thought later. Yeah, I agree. So also one thing I really did want to ask you about, mm -hmm. because I do this a lot, mm -hmm. and I don't know why, and maybe it is because I was, I was talking in my other podcasts is that when, when you're talented and you pick things up really quickly, mm -hmm. you get good at them quick and you don't mm -hmm. see it as a talent because, mm -hmm. because it's, I can do this, I can do that, I can do that, I can do that. Mm -hmm. So it's like where if someone else who really tries and they're not that good at picking mm -hmm. things up, they stick to it because yeah. they went through the hard work. Yeah. It took them longer yeah. and, and that kind of stuff. So I find myself procrastinating mm -hmm. a lot. Mm -hmm. And, you know, it's, a, it's an old saying that uh, procrastination is the killer of time. Mm. and how would you help people? What would you say to people to kind of get out of that procrastinate? Because it's so easy to be mm -hmm. like, I'll do it in a bit, and mm -hmm. then Not, never do it. days, weeks goes past, hours goes past, and you still haven't done the thing mm -hmm. that you should have 
you should have done. Okay, so I have like uh, a bit of advice on that. I'm also a big procrastinator, okay. believe it or not. Um, but I read a book a while ago. I cannot remember the name of the book. And essentially, this guy, he talks. He was a professor at Harvard. He talks about the art of procrastinating and how to be effective at procrastinating. Okay. So essentially, what he recommends that you do is, while you procrastinate, right, you, you do something else, yeah, yeah. right? So do that yeah. something else, right? And yeah. finish that something else. And then you come back to to what it is that yeah. you're doing. So even if it's like three, four different projects, you yeah. still find that at some point you yeah. eventually finish all, you know? So that's one way of doing it. It, it works, but it's, it, sometimes it's not necessarily effective. The other thing I would say is put some pressure, mm. right? For me, pressure might look like giving myself a deadline. Mm. I didn't have to launch Digibox on the 16th, but mm. I just put it everywhere. I'm like, I'm launching on the 16th. I'm launching on the 16th. Mm. And I made it happen, on you know? 16th, I just... Yeah got myself together yeah. the night of the 15th i did not sleep and yeah. i just you know because you were, gave life to it you I made just, it real i just made it real yeah. and i said the next thing i would say is have an accountability partner mm. um so with my most successful project i've always always had a, some sort of partner mm. right because if it was all me i would just overthink the idea and overthink mm. this and overthink that and if you have someone else who is in it and mm. someone that isn't like you someone that fits a different bill mm. that brings something different to the table mm and you work well together with this person, then you guys can be a bit more realistic about mm. your goal and set some targets. And I think those would be my, big, my, my best tips on procrastination because it's one of those ones where what I'm learning about myself is I know I'm going to fuck up. Mm. I know I'm going to mess up. I know that I'm going to miss deadlines. But working with who I am and understanding what my limitations are mm. and only really going after the things that I really enjoy. So if mm. I'm working on a project, for example, and I really love it, like I'm not... Like, I'm just going to keep doing it. I'm not going to mm. procrastinate on it. So mm. also, if you're procrastinating too much, then, then you, maybe the, maybe yeah. it's not something that, you it's know, like, you really Yeah, Confucius said, yeah. choose a job you love and you'll never work a day in your life. Yeah, I mean, come on, work yeah. is work. Yeah. I don't believe this. I believe that. I, I, it, I, it depends, though, of what it is. Cause, yeah? Yeah, I mean, if you're, if you're an artist and you're getting mm-hmm. paid a lot of money for it, yeah, but you'll still, always have that, oh, I have to finish this picture by Yeah, like, I mean, whatever. you speak to, like, models. What do they do? Freaking walk down the runway yeah. and they complain. You know? Yeah, but they don't. I don't think they complain as much as somebody who works at nine to nine to nine, true. You know, answering the phones at a call service. True, <laughs> you know I mean? true, true, true. I mean, it's hard to love yeah. a job like that. Yeah. It's my passion is, yeah, 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 you know. Um, but yeah, I, I agree. But also, work is work. I think to a yeah. certain extent. I found that what the only thing that works for me when it comes to the stuff is planning, mm. because there's been so many things that I've done and achieved with no planning whatsoever. Mm-hmm. But it was never as easy, as comfortable, mm. as structured as when you have, you know, like when you break it mm-hmm. down, you want to build a house. Mm-hmm. Okay, first you need the floor plans mm. and, and then you need the materials mm-hmm. and then you need the blah, blah, blah. And then mm-hmm. to progress, you mm-hmm. need doors, you need window frames, mm-hmm. you need all that. So when you have things written down mm-hmm. in order of steps that you need to go through, mm-hmm. then I just find that that helps me so much more. Yeah. I mean, there's other times where I'm just like winging it yeah. and just like, okay, I'm just going to try to do this, do that. And, and, and ma- I'm a firm believer in manifestation. Mm. There's been so really? many times. Oh yeah. yeah. Okay. There's been so many times in my life where I've manifested stuff mm-hmm. so, so easily and mm-hmm. so on point to the spot that I've just been like, what just happened? I think I have superpowers. <laughs> like so what is your manifestation process? What is that? like? Can you tell me a bit about that? Uh, well, my manifestation process usually consists of having the idea or, or having the, the want or the need for something and then 
picturing it. Mm. Um, you know, I used to do the vision boards, but then, you know, there was one time that I procrastinated and didn't finish the vision board. And that's when I was just like, okay, I'm not going to do this anymore. Um, so I just think about stuff. I put it out into the universe. I'm a firm believer in, you know, if you put it out there, it will come. Mm. There, There is energies, everything vibrates mm. at a certain frequency in this world mm. from a plant to a table to mm. us, to human beings, to a newborn baby's cry. It's all very mathematically connected together. So I believe when you do put something out there and do it from, from pure of heart and mm. you actually want it and it's mm. not something that, oh, I want, I mean, I only use manifestation for real things yeah. that I love or I mm. want or I need. Not, mm. I would never try and manifest a pair of trainers. Mm -hmm. You know, even if I really liked a pair of yeah. trainers, I would never be like, oh, I wish someone would give me these or I wish yeah. a sponsor would come that yeah. would give me them. Like with little things mm -hmm. like that, I would mm -hmm. never. But when it comes to bigger things like yeah. moving to another place mm -hmm. or building my dream house mm -hmm. or, or getting that contract mm -hmm. or getting that client and, and stuff like that, then I've done it like that. And it's, yeah. and it's come and I've just literally been like, wow. yesterday I said out loud, tomorrow I'm getting three new clients. And then the next day you just get three calls, like an old one will call and then you get two wow. inquiries and you're just like, Tomorrow I'm going to find a million pounds. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Are you listening, universe? Yeah, right? <laughs> tell, me, tell me about the dancing. Dancing, dancing, dancing. Um, so I've co-founded a dance company called Dance Buddy DXP. Mm -hmm. And we do dance classes for women, yeah. by women. And I feel like we've built a really fantastic product and project. Mm -hmm. um, I've been dancing for a long time. Um, I think it's a huge part of my culture to dance. We just dance yeah. for the fun yeah, of it. Yeah. Like it wasn't necessarily like an art the way you would go to like yeah, ballet yeah. school, but it was a vibe. Yeah, and that's what I really bring to my classes. Mm. So I met Eva. I've seen it. These guys go ape shit in your classes, <laughs> yeah. dude. When I see the videos, and even when I walk past, all I hear is, ah, ah, and I'm just like. <laughs> Is there Spartans in there? What's going on? Like, I feel like the Spartan army is about to kick the door down. <laughs> you know no, I mean? but well, they're really we into, yeah. bring it so much energy and the music is banging. I teach a class yeah. called Afrofit yeah. and this is a basically a high intensity dance class. And now I'm also doing like a bit more Afro choreography, focusing more mm. on Afro beats. Um, and we, like I met with Eva. Eva is um, polished originally from the UK. Yeah. And we essentially just formed Dance Body DXP and, few months later Nelita joined us and mm. she does more hip-hop mm. and what we do now is that we offer different types of dance classes mm. right for for women across different styles mm. and now we have a fantastic um mm. lady called Dana who does like heels and also hip-hop so what we essentially try to do is to give as much variety to the girls as, as possible mm. and like take them through different dance styles but more importantly we create a space that's safe for mm. them they come there they're stressed they leave feeling energized mm. you know we really encourage the girls to like really feel confident in their bodies, you know, to push themselves, mm. to really own who they are, to mm. explore their feminine side, depending on the class. And for me, I really focus on, did you have fun? Mm. If you didn't have fun, then you didn't come to my class. Yeah, exactly. You know, so. I, I love that about the whole, I've always said, and you're going to slap me for this, <laughs> but I've always said dancing is just arrogant walking. Okay. <laughs> I've, nev I've never been into <laughs> choreographed to yeah. me choreographed dancing to me has always been the cringiest thing mm -hmm. i've ever seen in my life yeah when you have seven people body <laughs> popping in the same place but the one thing that i will say is african dancing yeah whenever i see it it lights yeah. up my heart dude. yeah it's just like oh, yeah that you, you want to join yeah. you just feel like i've never seen anyone mm -hmm. do any african dancing mm -hmm. where i didn't know that their soul was dancing mm -hmm. with them where mm -hmm. they they were just happy yeah do you know what i mean it, it didn't seem like 
was a show. Yeah, it was the it, yeah, dancing exactly from joy. what you yeah. just said there. Perfect. Mm. When I see people dancing, mm-hmm. for me, it's a performance. Mm. When I see African dancing, mm-hmm. for me, the human body is just mm-hmm. lost control and is moving out of mm-hmm. love. Do you know what mm-hmm. I mean? It's just mm-hmm. d- it's the just way moving, it is. Yeah. The, the, the expression, you very rarely see anyone doing an African dance without a smile on their face. That's so poised, yeah. yeah. Never. You have to like, smile. And I tell you know the girls I mean? all the time. Like, and it's always, you always see, even if it's just one leg, it's like, yeah, there's a cheeky look, like I know you can see me doing this one. Do you know what I mean? And it's, all, it, and it's very kind of like, I mean, like I said, I used to do a lot of capoeira. Mm. So you know what capoeira is, Brazilian yeah, martial arts, mixed yeah. with dance and acrobatics. And that was very inclusive. Mm. And I, I get that with African dancing mm. as well. Mm. It's very like when two people are dancing mm. with each other, it's like, they're kind of like mm. having a conversation, like, yeah. you know, tele- yeah. te- 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 telepathically mm-hmm. in each other's heads. Mm-hmm. You know, they're just you know, sitting mm-hmm. there looking mm-hmm. and the other person knows what mm-hmm. the other person's feeling. Mm-hmm. When I see it with all this other contemporary dancing mm-hmm. And, mm-hmm. And, and even with hip-hop dancing, mm-hmm. the only hip-hop dancing I like to see is b-boy because I like to see yeah. people flying really all over the place yeah. and, and do you know yeah. what I mean? And really, yeah. and they have such a cool culture mm-hmm. of, a, mm-hmm. of a back and forth, mm-hmm. the battles mm-hmm. and all that stuff. But yeah. it just never hit right with me, yeah. that whole kind of like, yeah. Uh, what they called Powerpuff Girls? Right, yeah, what they I mean, Sugar I feel Bates. like every um, every dance style has mm. its its soul and its mm. place. And but when it comes, because obviously I'm partial mm. to African dance, mm. I feel like you're really dancing as a tribe. It's more mm. tribal. It's more yeah. communal. It's more. I'm not dancing to show up. I'm dancing exactly. with you. We're yeah, having exactly. fun. You know. Exactly. At the end of my classes, we always do the circle mm. and. I get the girls to like run around and then each one comes out, but then everyone is clapping and cheering mm. for them. So it's just, yeah, yeah. it's just a vibe, yeah. you know, that's all I but can Do you say. feel it's that yourself? Do you feel like, do you, okay. So when, when you're doing a, a video mm-hmm. and you're doing an African dance in mm-hmm. a video, and then when you're doing a video where mm-hmm. it's a lot more contemporary mm-hmm. or it's a lot more, Mm-hmm. do you literally feel the difference in yourself when you're doing them? Yes. Or because you're a dancer, do you, are you like, well, both of them feel, or do you, do you actually feel like no, when you're doing I the feel, African one, you I, just feel a lot more yeah, hyped, more course. happy? More, when I'm doing the African one, I feel a more hyped, more, more natural. happy, more natural. Yeah. I'm not a classically trained mm. dancer, but obviously working with the girls and mm. stuff, I've been doing a bit more like hip hop. Mm. Hip hop is not my thing, right? Mm. It's not, I just, I don't, I don't even listen to hip hop music, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah. I just don't. I listen to Afro beats yeah, yeah. and dance hall. Yeah, that's yeah. my vibe. Um, but that being said, I can respect it as an art and as someone who is trying to explore themselves when it comes yeah, yeah. to dance, I feel like there is a place, you mm. know, it's something different. I'm learning, mm. it's adding to my to skill cali- set, yeah. you know, my caliber. So I, exactly. Yeah. So I really do enjoy that. Contemporary, I feel like it's just art. Yeah. Um, it, you need to be a, a certain type of yeah, way yeah, yeah. and it takes away from your freedom. Yeah. Of expression, yeah. yeah. Um, but I do love to watch yeah. it. I love to see people express with their bodies mm. through all kinds of dance, belly dancing, mm. twerk, all of it. I love to see it. Um, and I think that's the important thing is when you really do find a dance style that's for you, yeah. you lose yourself completely mm. to it. Like you're not thinking, you're just yeah, moving. Yeah. And uh, that's the beauty. Yeah. Like that. yeah. And the thing is as well, what I find with, you know, certain dances mm-hmm. like that is you really aren't thinking. Mm. You know, when you're doing African dancing, mm-hmm. you're, your body's kind of just yeah. moving by itself, yeah. Yeah. you know, yeah. where with, you know, the European style you dancing, it's technique. like, I know that I'm going to do this yeah. next and do that one where the, the other one is technique. like, and, and with African dancing, it's so flowy that even if you mess up, it probably yeah. just flows into it's it fluid. anyway. Yeah. Do you know and what I mean? tell them yeah. all the time, if you mess up, just smile. And yeah. Yeah. Them. Cause it look like you did it on purpose. Actually confident. Yeah. Okay. Nobody knows. And listen, my classes are not about technique in mm. any sense of the word. Honestly, I want you to move, express, have fun. Mm. Other class, there's a time and place for that as well, you know, but, 
it's more about the vibe. But one thing I noticed you're missing at Dance to the XB is that mm. you don't have, you know, a young Arab man who can come in there and teach the good old napkin dances to the other Arab men. They can come in and I can be like, okay, get your napkin left, left, <laughs> right. Yes, good. Angry face, angry face. Where is your whole pass? Where is your whole pass? You know, we, I think you, you should add that onto that, you know? Okay. So there's, a, there's a big kind of like we, industry we, we that you're missing out on. <laughs> the angry Arab husband class. You know? So funny that you mentioned that. Like, I get a lot of random DMs, but very recently, I'm getting quite a few Arab guys yeah. message me about dance class. Do I give private dance uh, class? Would you, would you come to my house and give me a private one? Like, Don't worry about the cameras. They're there always. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> No, 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 no. I feel like we will expand eventually. Mm. Um, but for what we have right now, I'm really happy. Um, we are also working on an online product. So mm. during the pandemic, mm. we launched an online program, a 30-day dance program that did really, really well. Mm-hmm. And we plan on relaunching a huge challenge um, in January. So stay tuned. Stay tuned. Work. Stay tuned. Um, it's going to be pretty epic. And okay. again, like you said, like we discussed as well, we are going full in to make this online. Mm. Um, I think for us, physical classes now is more of an expression of mm. who we are and mm. just feeling that energy and vibe and connecting mm. with the girls. But I think in order to grow and have mm. more impact as a company and mm. really monetize digital. Mm. I mean, I, I totally agree with you, but it's difficult when you have this situation where for a business, mm-hmm. digital is the way forward. Mm-hmm. But for your customer, because of because of what it is as a dance, mm-hmm. they do... they will, it's not the same for them at home yes. when their kid is running around kicking yes. them in the, in the ankle yes. while they're trying to dance mm-hmm. as just meeting the girls. Yes, and, and for a lot of them who are mums mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. it's just their time to get away from yes. the kids and yes. just be, be around other like-minded yeah. people, have a girl's night mm-hmm. and that stuff. Because it's so difficult to have a girl's night when you've got kids I and stuff know, like that. You know? I know. I completely Go. agree. When we did our research, mm. the target audience, of the, the girls who come to our classes mm. are not the girls who are going to buy an online mm, program. Exactly, yeah. It's a completely different type of woman. Mm. Um, and I feel like there's scope for both. Mm. Even at that, because we want to expand. So we've been talking about doing like retreats and Mm, like traveling and like, you know, hosting big conventions where it's not just us, but where we bring in really talented like people Mm. from all over the world to Dubai, for example. Like AJ. Uh, Like AJ and his napkins. But that's the idea. And I feel like really expanding on what we do is great. I mean, like, you know, we have so many stories of women who've lost weight with us, right? And weight loss is not necessarily... Mm what Why we you do, do. Yeah. but if you come consistently to a class three times a week and yeah. you know, after a class you're, you're feeling it. so good you're gonna eventually yeah. drop some weight off um people just having a better vibe we had a really touching story of a you know a girl who got the confidence to leave a really bad relationship you know yes. all these yeah. things that Trigger i feel like yeah, the ripples know? that you yeah. don't expect yeah. that they can keep going yeah yeah, yeah. amazing so it's really good tell me about this is something that i do towards the end of my podcast with everyone okay and I want to know your views about the afterlife. The after. If there is an afterlife. How do you feel about... Because as I like to know this because I, I'm fascinated with mm. just what we are in general. Mm. How beautiful and amazing and mm. lucky and, and what it is. And I like to have different people's views. You know, whether they think of death, whether it's something that is in their mind, whether they have prepared for it, whether they don't. Cause I, and I get so many different responses. Mm. Some people are like, well, I've never really thought about it. Mm. And I'm like, what? Mm. How no? I think I think I'm thinking about it now. I think about it all day, every day. Like, is it some, what is your views on, on, on everything? I mean, I feel like I have thought about death, mm. um, but my views, 
you know, I grew up Muslim, but I mm. don't really identify with Islam anymore, mm. right? But I don't necessarily have a set mm. of beliefs. I believe that if you're a good person mm. and you have good intentions, mm. right? I, I believe that you'll be fine. I don't necessarily know or think that we're going to end up in heaven or hell. Mm. I don't think I believe in hell. Mm. I would like to believe in heaven, but mm. I don't necessarily believe it. That yeah, we I believe go only get, the good ones. <laughs> only, yeah, exactly. Yeah. That we go and we get punished because, I don't know, right before we died, mm. we said a bad word or we had a bad thought. Like, mm. it, it doesn't make sense to me. Um, I believe that, I, you know, I don't know what I believe, to be honest. I just, mm. I think we just die, you know? I that's think it. that's it. Yeah. I don't, like, I don't think... No soul, no no moving on of energy, no nothing? No. I think we just die. So scary. Yeah. I do believe that they're spirits, though. I believe that they're beyond us as humans. I believe there are other beings that coexist with us. But weren't us. I don't know if they were us. I just believe that there are other things. Mm. It's hard for me to identify these things as humans. Mm. Maybe that, that's maybe big in Africa souls. as yeah, well, yeah. Uh, with spirits and, yeah. and shamans and, yeah. and these kind of things. Yeah, it is, and I mm. I really believe in the, in in like I believe in like powers. Mm. You know, they're good powers and they're bad powers. Mm. Maybe that might manifest as energy. Mm. You know, and then like there are ways to tap into all of that. Mm. It's more seen as like the darker arts, mm. um, and I grew up very very religious, so mm. I haven't really been able to tap into mm. that. But if I would explore, it would probably be. Mm. along that but right now i'm not but so so you think that at the end that's just the end lights out yeah. Is, does that not scare you dude okay. <laughs> it's scary but it's like i'm also like then i can rest you really know? yeah rest and done and yeah, yeah but when you say then i can rest are you thinking of 90-year-old Bemi, then I can rest. Or are you thinking of next week, then I can rest? Fuck, I don't want to do next yeah, week. But this, what is what I'm, but this is what I'm saying. So It, it, it changes your whole perspective. Yeah. When it is. It's not a, oh, then I can rest if it happens yeah. in a week's time. I know, or it's in... kind of weird that you, we die, you know? Right. Like, and also this year, I know like five people who died. Mm. I feel like death was just, just everywhere. Mm. And that's... Yeah, I mean... You don't know, right? right it's not yeah. an age thing. It's not a... Yeah. You can just die. Yeah. You know? I mean, I like to get people's opinions on what, this. What do you like, think? Tell me. I'm, I mean, I believe there's a God. Mm. For sure. I think the intricacies of life and the fact that this is helping me breathe right mm. now. Well, not this one because it's a fake plastic plant. <laughs> but do you know what I mean? The way that every... Literally everything from down to your veins, to your blood cells, to the to the mud on his mm. shoes, to, to everything is mathematically perfect mm. that I don't believe it was a fart in a galaxy mm. and then this accidentally Someone happened. I do this. believe, yeah, I do believe yeah. there is a creator. Yeah. Um, and I'm just really interested in the whole, because nobody knows. Yeah. Even if you're religious, yeah. there's still a part of you that's going to go, yeah, but nobody really knows. Mm. Yeah, you don't, until you die anymore. You know, there's been no one who ever came yeah. back and said, by the way, it's like this or like yeah. that. I mean, in in my culture, there, there's this uh, there's this thing they they call it abiku, right? People who die and they come back, so kids who die at birth and okay. they come back, and don't they come freak, back don't, saying don't stuff. freak out, yeah. but 
my brother was one of those, okay. right? That's what, you know, because he would get sick all the time and then you have to go and do some sort of ritual okay. and then clean you so that you stay grounded on yeah, earth yeah. and you don't die. Like okay. kids who would get sick all the time when yeah, they're yeah. young, it's like they want to go back, they want to go back. They want to go back where? Back to death? They want to die. Yeah, they want to die. They want to die. Okay. Kind of thing. It gets really, really yeah. woo-woo and crazy. Yeah. And I don't know, I feel like they just... Like I believe there's a there's a creator that makes everything happen, and I believe mm-hmm. that we don't like like I feel like we don't just exist as we are. Like, there's just more happening around yeah, us I all mean, the time. Yeah, yeah. I, just, I just find it fascinating, and I I'm fascinated by the fact that we don't know, and I'm fascinated by the fact that since since the big science can't explain yeah. this, and since day one till now, everyone's been searching for the answer. Yeah. It's just like it's it's magnificent that the fact yeah. that you know like in 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 life and in the world. There's pretty much an answer for everything. Pretty much, yeah. You know, especially right now. And, and just, just yeah, just in general, there's an answer for everything mm. you could ask. Mm. But there's this one question mm. that, that that has surrounded civilization mm. since the beginning. What happens when you die? There's just one question that there isn't a concrete answer mm. for. I find that amazing. I find that fascinating and so interesting. Mm. And also at the same time, if it was a lights out. Please, dude, stop freaking me out. Like, you never think of that one moment? <laughs> that one just like... Guys, please, I don't want to die anything else. I want to die when I've done all I want to do, I think. Who are you asking? <laughs> I'm asking God. Yeah, it's just, I just find it strange. But I like to know other people's opinions on yeah, it because some yeah. people, you know, I have some friends and they're full-blown atheists mm. and they're just like, no, no, that's it. Done. Nothing. Yeah. And I'm like, I believe in an afterlife mm. and I'm scared of dying. Mm. Mm. So how scared are you? Mm. Like, if you think it's nothing, nothing. I, I would think that that would make you more scared yeah. than me. Because I think there's something. You, yeah. you don't think there's anything. Yeah. I would be just like shivering yeah. every day. If I thought there was nothing and that was it, I don't think I'd be able to get on with my day. Yeah, because what's the point, right? Yeah, it's, it's, uh, it's a crazy thing, dude. It's crazy. It's nuts. Now I'm going to think about this. Right now you're going to be driving home like crying. Like, I don't want, I don't want to go now. I don't want to go. No. So how, is there a link for Digiboss? Or do you want to say how much it is on, on here or no? Yes. So I'm, I don't disclose the price. Okay. Is it worldwide? Yes, it's okay. worldwide. You have to apply to get in. Okay. And the link is currently in my bio. The enrollment closes in three days. So what that means is that probably by the time this is out, mm-hmm. it will be closed for three okay. months. And I'm not taking in any more students till... The, the next three months okay. because I really want to work with the people that I do have to yeah. get them the result and you know like I work so closely with yeah. them and I want to be focused on that as opposed to like having new people come yeah, in, yeah, yeah, exactly. come in. And then in three months time I might review the application process depending mm-hmm. on how it goes with my mm-hmm. first second batch mm-hmm. um, but yeah. yeah. Okay and is there anything that you feel that they should put in the application to make it easier for themselves? <laughs> No, I think the most mm. important thing is just a willingness to do the work. Mm. You know, a lot of people say they want something. But, but they don't want to work for it. They don't yeah, want to yeah, work for so it, right? That's so common. Yeah. If I'm going to be giving you everything, I want you mm. to be also giving me and showing me that you want it. At the end mm. of the day, we're building for you. It's for you. Mm. Um, so that's it. Also, just show up. Like, mm. just, I think it's, mm. it's so simple, but it's, yeah, yeah. a lot of people don't even... Yeah, it's don't that whole up. take the leap yeah. thing, right? 
Yeah. People don't want yeah. to take that initial yeah. leap to do that. They don't want to change their equilibrium. And your Instagram is? It'll be up there. It's a G B E M I G I W A. Bemi. Bemi. Gewa. Not Kabemi. Not Kabemi. Bemi. Not Bami. Even Benga, uh, <laughs> he's GB as well. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, my dad's GB, my brother's GB as well. Yeah. Yeah. And where Dance Body DXB right now is also a separate Instagram, right? Yes, we are Dance Body DXB. Don't tell me, tell them. We are at, <laughs> we are at, at Dance Body DXB. Okay. Follow us on Instagram and get your life. That's it. <laughs> and also with the, the Digibox, the link is in your Instagram. Yes, so you can follow Digibox. There's mm-hmm. no content on the page right now, um, but we will be posting very, very, very okay. soon. But I'm most active on Instagram. And if you have any questions, Boom. DM me. DM. Just questions. Not, will you come to my house and yes. dance for me in shorts? Because <laughs> we're not doing that. Um, and also, where should they be ordering their food from? Oh, now go to Catfish DXB. Order your food. Get your life. Get on the wait list. Get some Our spice. chefs are available for private bookings as well right now. So Boom. just send us a DM. Yeah. Amazing. And... Um, where, what is my coupon for free food at <laughs> Whenever you're ready. I'm not even going to get you food. I'm going to make the, the spiciest, <laughs> yeah, spiciest, spiciest can you, food. Can you make me a takeaway spice? And I drop it for you. Eat it and then tell but me how you can, feel. Can you make me like a, a special tub of yes, spice? Like soup or stew with like chicken. Are you, no, do you no, not I, have I love, I love everything. Okay. But I mean, can I also have, like, like do you have spice. spicy sauce? I have this, like chili yes. sauce. So we have a really good spicy sauce and I have a dry uh, spice rub. Okay. We call it Suya Spice. Okay. Um, you're going to love it. Do you have down. a peanut allergy? I have no allergy whatsoever. Okay. I'm an cool. animal. I eat yeah. everything. This is so good. It goes yeah. on chicken, fish. Sometimes I put it on salad. Boom. I'm going to get it. I'm going to hold amazing. you to that. Dude. You don't understand. I'll find you. Like I have real issues with spices. <laughs> like, I'll find you. Like my wife is so like fed up of carrying a spare spice thing in yeah. her handbag when we go to restaurants. No, yeah. <laughs> my friend just launched, actually, in, we help her produce. So mm. one of the things that we're doing with our space is that we're producing for other brands. I think okay. I mentioned this. So we helped her produce her hot sauce brand. Mm. It's called Zafi Hot Sauce. Okay, I'm in. Dude, this thing, I swear to you. I, I'm in. The, this, I couldn't, I couldn't, like, almost, really? like, yeah, it's that hot. Zafi I'm sauce. Sending you a, I'm sending you a bottle of Zafi no, no, Hot Sauce. Dude, I'm, I'm on. I'm okay, seriously. Tell me how you feel after this. Like, one. I think one thing that I might want to create for mm-hmm. for people like me out there is mm-hmm. maybe like you know you carry little bum bags, maybe a little oh, like sauce one, yeah. Maybe like a, you know how the gun holsters, like a sauce holster, boom, nice boom, leather boom. or alligator and <laughs> yes. stuff. Because Dubai, you have to make yeah. like the high snake skin one and all that stuff, yeah. Because yeah. I, I carry hot sauce. Yeah. <laughs> like that's wow. How that is. Okay, my friend's gonna love. Yeah, yeah. Food. I can't. Yeah. I can't order any f- yeah. like food in any restaurant, yeah. anywhere, or anytime I'm eating, I will never eat it without adding sauce yeah. to it. Yeah, yeah, I feel you. I feel that. Boom. And this has been a pleasure. It's been emotional. It's the end of episode 10 with yes. Bemi. Thank you so much for coming. Thank and um, I mean, I learned a lot from this and I know you guys are going to learn a lot from it. Well, you girls, because apparently us guys aren't allowed to learn any <laughs> Digiboss stuff. But I will infiltrate Digiboss and get her yes. to help me. And if you suddenly see the podcast ratings go like <laughs> that, then you know what I've done. And uh, yeah, I will see you next time. Thank you for jibbering with Jabber. Thank you for jabbering with Jibber. <laughs> for jibbering with Jibber. With for Bimmy. jibbering yeah. with Bimmy. Yeah, Thank exactly. you. Boom. Thanks, Emma.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.